Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. <laughs> what? Agata is a... Agata is speaking to you from Europe <laughs> through a drop that Uncle... The <laughs> I almost called you Uncle Gabe. That Gabe... I drop like that. Uncle Gabe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Producer Gabe uh, snuck up on me. I did not expect that at all. Oh my god! It hurts. It hurts. (laughs) So Agata is on her very own eat, pray, love through Europe right now, (laughs) and so we have an extra special co-host, Owen Ellickson. In place of Agata, you have an enormous sad man. (laughs) Oh no. Great to be here, though. I mean, I think Agata would be a small, sad lady. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense. Um, You are known for putting everything behind the Bucks uh, during the playoffs. That's right. I... uh I was a believer in the Bucks all year, partly because I loved them. I loved Giannis Antetokounmpo and... Uh, nice pronunciation. <laughs> partly because I like fancied myself a basketball stat nerd, although I'm sure I don't understand the stuff as well as I thought. <laughs> so um, the Bucks were really just beating the crap out of teams all year. They had the third best offense, the best defense. And I sort of looked in history and I said, you know, teams that beat teams by this much usually win the championship, even if people don't think they will. Yeah. So I carved that, uh, I staked that block out early (laughs) and very loudly and for a long time. And I put some money on them. And uh, last night was the final nail in the Bucks coffin. uh, Well, I think you're not alone. Actually, um, I believe Agata's bracket, she had them winning the whole thing. And then... um, Lots of, you know, lots of people were like, they are the best option for beating the Warriors. Um, So, yeah, I think you're definitely not alone. It is. It's sad that our Bucky boys are out of it. Good night, sweet Bucky boys. (laughs) I will say at least they lost to a great team and an amazing player. Yeah. Um, It wasn't just them, you know, disappearing out of nowhere. They got beat and uh, well, we'll talk more about the Raptors, obviously, but uh, I'll be rooting for them in the finals. Wow. So, yeah, we'll get... I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> You're not it's on Dunktown to make friends. It's usually real pleasant here with Agata, but that's not happening this time, sister. Dunktown is a nice place. Don't sully our Pleasantville vibe. Oh, clouds gather over every town, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to go deep into this game. Um, it was a great game loved loved watching it but first since agata's not here she she has major fomo uh in life she likes to be invited to everything fair um so apologies owen but she's gonna (laughs) poke in for just a second with a little message no Uh, this is unacceptable (laughs) talk to my agent i'll be in my car oh no sniffling ciao bella hi guys it's me, Agata. Do you miss me? You probably miss me. Um, just calling into the show to say I'm having a great time in Italy. I'm eating a lot of pasta, gelato, 
Um, I'm saying ciao bella to everyone at Pass on the Street. I'm having a fun time. Um, but I'm also, you know, keeping up with what's going on in basketball. I can't escape. Even in Italy, I am constantly looking at the games and the scores and the funny jokes. I just can't get away from it. Um, hope you guys are having a fun time. And, you know, I trust... Uh, Owen to kind of do a great job in my absence. So thank you, Owen, um, (laughs) for helping out and filling my shoes while I'm over here. Just, uh, you know, eating everything. Okay. Love you. Bye. She sounds so sad for someone who's full of pasta and gelato. Well, there is a real crash after that many cars. (laughs) That's true. She's coming down hard. I think if she had called 20 minutes earlier... A different story. She, I feel bad. No, I'm sure she's gonna love the uh, <laughs> the gentle teasing. But she she did send us something which I thought was interesting. That there's this little town in Italy where um, apparently Samuel L. Jackson and Magic Johnson went on vacation together. Really? And they were sitting on a bench, and someone took a photo of them, and then wrote a article about how lazy immigrants were taking over oh my the gosh. town. <laughs> they were like the worst thing oh. you could possibly say. The most racist like <laughs> Oh man. And but it's this great photo and they're smiling in it and they're like dressed to the nines. They look amazing, have like Gucci shoes on and stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Unbelievable. That kind of relates to our game because you know Giannis Grew up in Greece, but was not granted citizenship until it was clear he was going to the NBA. And then, you know, Greek officials were like, oh, of course, we love this guy. It's like you treated him like crap his whole life until you realized he would like help tourism. So I know it's so messed up. There's uh, lots of issues in Europe with like nationality. And I think Giannis is a great example of like, you know, just if someone's born in a country. Yeah. Like, he essentially wasn't a citizen of any country until he was about to move to the United States. Yep. He's just join us. Be on our national team. <laughs> Man, I'm really just dragging Dunktown down. It's just <laughs> darkness after darkness. Hey, I brought up the Lazy Immigrants <laughs> article. <laughs> um, hey, you know, Dunktown gets dark sometimes. It's a cloudy day. Uh, we're looking at the window here at, at a real drizzly day. Yeah. Sometimes, you know... Sometimes it's funk town. <laughs> sometimes it's funk sometimes town. Sometimes you're in a little bit of a funk. Sometimes it's funky town. <laughs> <laughs> Can you drop funky, funky? <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. Okay. Um, all right. So not much is going on in the NBA other than the playoffs, but we do have a little segment where we wrap up what's happened this week called Previously on Basketball. Previously on Accidentally on Purpose. What's Accidentally on Purpose? I'm not sure. (laughs) It was a... Was David Spade on it? No. Sorry, this won't be useful. (laughs) It's okay. My friend created it, but I forget what happened. Your friend created it? That's so cool. I believe believe it was a surprise baby situation. Oh. One of those. That's fun. Yeah. Babies are great. Babies are great. (laughs) Uh, okay. Warriors sweep the Blazy Boys. 
Drake's courtside behavior annoys Coach Bud. The WNBA season has begun. Mavs renamed the street outside the arena Nowitzki Way. Magic names names in Lakers' betrayal. Snubs abound as all NBA teams are announced. KD is expected to return for the NBA Finals, but doubtful for Game 1. Okay, so we actually have a clip of KD here. Um, do we want to play that? It was worse. Has it been tough mentally just not being able to be out there and do what you love, especially on this stage? I wouldn't say tough. I mean, I just get that fear of missing out on stuff, you know, like practicing and shoot rounds and do game plans and stuff like that. That's what I miss the most. And obviously grinding on the court um, individually and with my team. Um, but that's out of my hands, out of my control, you know. I, uh he has fomo like agata yes <laughs> less gelato in him probably he, yeah he's probably staying away from the gelato oh, yeah. i mean i guess who knows what his pregame routine is <laughs> he uh I think, I don't know if it was the same interview or a little later, uh, a reporter asked him, like, what do you think about the way they're playing? And he said, uh, you mean the way we're playing? <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's just, he's just I, I do I do love KD, but he is just capital N, capital M, not mad in such a yeah. <laughs> like, transparent way right now that uh, it's sort of a shame to watch. I love pretty much any interview with him. He uh, definitely shows his emotions and I think it's pretty clear probably what he's feeling, even if he's not saying it, but I do give him respect for transparency. He is, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there is no, no like guy worth hundreds of millions of dollars who is more visibly annoyed (laughs) all the time by random comments on Twitter. (laughs) I have a lot of respect for that. Also, he mentioned grinding on the court. What is this? A seventh grade dance? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had that joke in my back pocket. (laughs) Um, I did a lot of great grinding that year. That's early for you. Well, I think it was just because grinding was was popular at the time. This was probably like, you know, 93, 94. So you know, little bump and grind was, uh, what everyone was talking about. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was, it was, that makes sense. I'm a little bit older. So it was really 10th grade when the real, the full on grinding really <laughs> became part of the equation. <laughs> the dance equation. Yeah. So, um, not much else to talk about except I'm excited that the WNBA season has begun. Um, I'm excited. We already watched a couple games and, uh, we're seeing, differences and like exciting things and you know trying to learn who everyone is and it's been fun so far go son yeah so you do you want to talk about this you kind of got um entered a lottery to get a team right i'm in a uh group chat uh a group text about basketball there are 12 of us we realize there are 12 wnba teams and 12 big three teams and the kind of goofy retiree shirts on (laughs) three on three (laughs) tournament so we each draft uh drafted one from each league so i am following the connecticut sun the one pro team from my home state and bivouac which has uh, a beloved old warrior of mine named anthony morrow and some other 
wacky old guys. Uh, so go sun and bivouac. <laughs> I'm imagining I may be the only person in the world who follows both of those teams. <laughs> so probably far, so good. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about the big three? Like, I don't think that we, I mean, I, I've heard of it, but I don't think we've like really like talked about that much. It is, um, a three on three league with now has 12 teams in it. Uh, it was started by ice cube and some business partners and it's very, um, I'm a pro wrestling fan and it's very pro wrestling. It's very like, uh, smoke and mirrors about like, they're like, maybe Alan Iverson will be there. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not playing. When you get there. <laughs> um, so it's very fun, but it's three, uh, three players per team on the court at any given time and it's half court basketball. So oh, cool. you don't have to do all the running, which is good because a lot of the guys are in their forties and you know, some are still in very good shape. Usually the guys who do the best were just in the league like a year or two ago, but they're also, you know, uh, a guy named Mahmoud Abdul Rauf is in there and he's 53. I oh want to say, <laughs> but it's just like a very gimmicky league. They have four point shots and all these different like random attractions and stuff. So it's, very silly. It's sort of more fun to think about than to watch. Yeah. Because everybody's kind of just tired. <laughs> but, uh, but support the big three, people. And support Bivouac. <laughs> Yesterday, we watched the Milwaukee Bucks at the Toronto Raptors in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals on May 25th, 2019. Let's meet the boys. Let's meet the boys. Great group of guys. On the Bucks, the starters. Hi, Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our starters are Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Malcolm Brogdon, and Eric Bledsoe. Key bench contributors included George Hill, the crafty Ursan Ilyasova, and Pat Connaughton, Giannis's workout buddy. <laughs> wow, that was so good. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, the Raptors. Dino DNA. Uh, we have starters Pascal Siakam, Kawhi Leonard, Mark Gasol, Danny Green, and Kyle Lowry. Off the bench, we have Fred Van Vliet, new papa. He had a baby born on Monday. Sergi Baca and Norman Powell. Um, so you, you know, you've been cheering for these bucks. Yeah. They've... We're looking good before this series. Even the start of this series. Even the start of this series. Do nothing. I was so smug about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they just hit a wall. And I think um, some of it was the Raptors are really good. And some of it was Coach Budenholzer of the Bucks just never really changed the plan in a way that um, really killed him. Yeah. So I'm going to leave. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've had to coax Owen from his car in <laughs> tears several times already this recording. Let's just do oh, fine. We'll just finish. Um, yeah. So Nick Nurse, uh, head coach of the Raptors. I just heard that this is his first year coaching first as a head year. coach. That's right. Uh, That's he's, wild. He's been amazing. Um, and they, they fired a good coach, Dwayne Casey, who, you know, Amelia got snapped up by the Pistons and... A lot of people are like, that seems sort of unfair. And he got scapegoated just because they ran into LeBron again. But I, I think they actually may have upgraded. I think Nick Nurse has done an amazing job, especially with, you know, he had to incorporate Kawhi and Danny Green. And there was, you know, they got Marcus all the middle of the year. 
Um, he's done a good job. I, his facial hair creeps me out a little bit, but um, he, especially the outfit he was wearing this game, he looked like he was in a ska band in the early nineties. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not I, who you usually go to for your basketball wisdom. But. No. Um, the head trumpet player for the mighty mighty boss tones <laughs> all right let's that's get... a big job they have a lot of trumpets oh right? yeah so like no the head trumpet player <laughs> yeah no they, you have a cast of thousands you're in charge of <laughs> let's get into the game oh, let us play basketball Gabe was really getting into the mixing of those drops, <laughs> which is great. Um, so the commentary on this game was done by Marv Albert, Chris Weber, and Reggie Miller. This trio is... I, I'm going to comment a lot on their commentary. Fair. Because there were some times... I was just like... Marv was like getting people's names wrong and like... Chris Webber started with glasses on and took them off halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There was just a bunch of stuff where I was like, what's going on here? Reggie kept directing his comments to C-Web. I'm like, do you not like Marv? What's going on? It's a very weird booth. I grew up with Marv. I love Marv, but he has definitely lost his fastball. And uh, Reggie and C-Web, it's sort of like when two shitty guys are hitting on a girl. And so like, (laughs) They both kind of point out that the other one is shitty, but they're also shitty. And it just goes, I mean, this hasn't happened to me, but it's the kind of thing I used to see in bars when I went to them. You uh, haven't been hit on by two shitty guys? Well, the guys that hit on me are usually pretty stellar. Oh, okay, so. okay. I don't want to pull rank here. But. God, I always get the, the two shittiest. <laughs> the Weber-Miller combo. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, that's what I say to them. I'm like, God, you're... Just a couple of Weber Millers. <laughs> so when the before the game even starts, it's so loud yeah. in there in Scotiabank Arena. Look at that. <laughs> I just think it's funny that it's Scotiabank, but it's funny. I the first uh, game I did with you guys was the All Star game, and yes. so I feel like I was here for the least intense and the most intense games of the season possibly (laughs) that's true um the crowd was jacked up and both teams you know i mean i think the raptors absolutely deserved to win they were the better team but both teams played hard as hell yes the the defense and just the energy was incredible yeah and um those raptor fans are intense and it was, it was kind of amazing at times, like especially in the beginning of the game, they were chanting um, like, let's go Raptors right when it started. And then they would like chant defense, but it was so in sync. It sounded like one person, you know, with a megaphone, like they, they're, they were going crazy. And then they kept cutting to all of the fans in Jurassic Park, yeah. the little park outside. Raptors has always felt like a little bit of a, okay, we get it. It was 1995 team name, but uh, Jurassic Park really makes it work. Yeah. Um, And I totally agree on the chants. It kind of sounds like when you play a basketball video game and the chants are like eerily perfect because like (laughs) they might as well make them. But I was like, yeah, they were on point. It was really something. It's like they had practiced. Yeah. (laughs) Before. I will say I didn't like the way they were chanting defense with a C instead of with an S. (laughs) Those Canadians, they just do everything a little different up there. Um, 
Oh, I also found out that Van Vliet got the game ball from game five. Ah. Um, he's been on fire. Like he's been doing so well. And they kept saying, Reggie in particular kept pointing out, he's been playing so well since he had his baby boy. <laughs> yes. It it felt a little bit like to hear the announcers tell it, especially the Bucks season was ended by the unstoppable power of Fred Van Vliet's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm a dad. I, you know, God bless. Congrats to him and them. Uh, I hope them all well. But I, I did not see Fred Van Vliet's baby swinging the series. That that baby was like a lucky charm. Absolutely. That stinks because he's going to have to have a baby every playoff. I know. Now. I know. <laughs> this baby's magic will probably wear off. What if he just becomes the best player of all time? Yeah. Oh, my God. That baby. <laughs> That'll be wild. Um Middleton had a couple of threes right out the gate and you know everyone kept saying like if Middleton goes off then the um Bucks are going to win this one and he was going off in the beginning like he was doing great. Yeah, no the the Bucks really uh hit some threes early. Giannis was still having trouble but he was finding shooters and they were actually executing so it felt for for scared little Bucks fans like me it felt like uh they might have something that was working but um so they got a little lead in the first quarter, but they never really opened up a huge amount of space, which ended up being a problem. Ugh, yeah. Um, do you think it was like their defense that was stopping up Giannis or do you think it was like his own head? I think it was a little bit of both. I, I think he had some plays that were kind of hyper and like not the best decisions. But I also think, you know, he's not LeBron. He's not he's not as he's. He's not as good at handling the ball as some of the great players. Like, he's one of the great players, but for defense and for other stuff, not for that. Um, so I think it was mainly defense. But also, you know, he's 24. I mean, guys tend not to win the title when they're 24. Um, and that's something that I, that I, as a loudmouth on Twitter, <laughs> should have probably taken more seriously <laughs> over the last several months. Um, I was thinking that, too, that, like, this... Is this is his first time in the playoffs ever, right? He, I think he had, or maybe just second round, past this. This is the first round. First time he made it past the first round, yeah. And now that he has this experience, that can only be good for him moving forward. So absolutely, I mean, I think it was, you know, I think if you told Bucks fans, uh, I was not one of them before the year. (laughs) If you told them you guys are going to win sixty games and reach the Eastern Conference Finals, I think they would have been delighted. They looked. even better than that at points during the season. So this probably feels like a disappointment, but um, I mean, they've got the best young player in the world and they had an awesome year. So I hope they're happy. Um, There was a really good dunk that Giannis did. Bledsoe sent it to him. He dunked it first quarter. It was great. Um, There was also one that uh, he almost made that would have been the dunk of the night, which was that windmill put back attempt, which would have been so awesome. I like kind of, shivered on my couch. <laughs> I was so excited because like you saw it happening and you believe his arms can get anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. It didn't quite come together. Um, the first quarter was a bit of a steal-a-palooza. Actually, a lot of this game was so much stealing happening. Um, they ended the first quarter 31 to 18. Bucks killing it. And, and it looked, they made it look easy in that first quarter too. They were working hard, but it was just like, yeah, we're just going through the motions, doing, you know, yep. what we need to do. Um, 
in the beginning of the second quarter, Kristen Ledlow interviews Budenhoser and he, whenever he talks, he kind of sounds like he's crying or like holding back tears. Darren, it does feel like he has other stuff going on <laughs> that has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah. And for the sake of the Bucks, I hope he resolves that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if his marriage is okay or actually I found out he's from Holbrook, Arizona. I am. Uh, from Arizona and a good friend of mine's from Holbrook. It's a weird little town and I can picture him there. Okay. He, it makes sense. Is it like Sedona-ish or? No, it's more of a, it's not, it's not as hippy dippy yeah. and spiritual as Sedona. It doesn't have those big like rock formations. It's kind of just like a Arizona dirt town, Okay, but it's also like, kind of a nice it's like a decent place to live you yeah. know it's just a very small town um marv mentions drake at this point in the second quarter he said wow drake's really calmed down do you think someone talked to him <laughs> <laughs> and told him not to move around so much and both reggie and c web were like just wait for it, Marv. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's just the second quarter. You know, the <laughs> Raptors aren't doing terribly well. Um, and but that being said, Drake didn't. He stayed in his little area. He picked his spots this time. Yes. Yeah. He wasn't roaming around touching people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I think it was smart. I think this was a good night for him to step aside. Um, Let them shine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let the basketball player side of it shine <laughs> instead of the guy watching the basketball players. I, I did watch this little video that was put together by the Toronto Sun that had all of these fans in Jurassic Park going, Drake should be allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. If he wants to give Nick Nurse a massage, he should be allowed to do it. He should. He's our mascot. You know, there was like going off about don't stop drake essentially i i don't know if you saw the um the little feud he had with the um daughter of one of the bucks owners yes yeah, she was wearing a push of tea <laughs> yeah. t-shirt that was that. so fun yeah i thought that was great and then he made her picture his instagram photo like header photo which i guess was getting back at her but also just seems like a weird <laughs> it makes it a little dicey <laughs> Careful, Drake. Really yeah. Bobby Brown and then this. Let's yeah. just pull back. If he's just like, I kind of like her now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Nick Nurse can't sit down. He is pretty much crouching on the sidelines the whole game. He seems like he's just like filled up to the neck with like rock star energy or yeah. something like that. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, including his goatee. Like, yes. <laughs> he has, he is just like, uh, even, I mean, you know, Budenholzer's walking around and stuff, but he's just doing normal coach stuff. I felt like Nick Nurse was like crouched in a like predatory position. Like he's about to pounce yes. at any moment. <laughs> um, or I don't know, maybe he had to jump up and do his trumpet solo um, later on. But he, it was it was always alarming when I, you know, you would see the game happening. And all of a sudden he'd come into view and he's just like crouched like a little animal. It's true that like most guys have sort of most coaches have side to side energy and he has energy kind of like going out into the court. Yes. Where it really does seem like he's just going to like just dive and grab the ball or something. He just like runs, grabs the ball, dunks it. Yeah. We're like, whoa, Nick. I I'm not against it. <laughs> 
that would be amazing uh in his like little suit um <laughs> lowry steals the ball does a fast break at this point um again so much stealing happening in the second quarter toronto has an eight point run that's really great but it quickly you know goes back i mean like they never take the lead and the bucks uh quickly get another lead after that bucks sort of stopped the bleeding a little bit towards the end uh eric bledsoe had two baskets to end the half which for bucks fans he was a really good you know borderline all-star type guy this year and just had a brutal series so uh we were desperate to see something from him so that looked like it might be something turned out to not be so much as something (laughs) oh no uh the second quarter ends 50 to 44 but then during halftime they changed one of Kawhi's threes to a two because he had a toe on the line so it ended up being 50 43 cheater (laughs) it was they replayed it a bunch of times and it was barely on the line like i if i were the ref i was like just give him the three life is too short (laughs) yeah it's the most borderline call i've ever seen yeah but i i get it you know they gotta be fair um, during the third quarter, Boonhoser gets a technical. Yep. For yelling at the ref. I wonder what he was saying. I don't know. And it, I have to say, even though I was rooting Bucks, I felt like actually the Raptors got the tougher end of the calls all night. Um, yeah. The at one point, Gasol and Serge and even Kawhi were in a little bit of foul trouble. Um, so yeah, I don't know what Coach Bud thought was wrong it felt like the bucks were having a pretty easy night of it especially considering they were the road team yeah i mean he he always looks grumpy and um actually producer gabe pointed out at the beginning of this series that this is a real like battle of the weird coach faces they both pull weird faces all the time yeah we have gifts of both of them doing weird things. <laughs> um, Nick Nurse did that thing where he just left his mouth open for like an unusual amount of time. <laughs> I guess he was in shock, but still he was just like completely frozen. Uh, and then, you know, Boonhoser licks his lips all the time and like makes a grumpy, grumpy cat kind of face. <laughs> there was... Uh... I haven't seen a screenshot of it, but there was a Fred Van Vliet got called for a foul and gave an angry look to the back of the ref's head and his mouth got tiny. Like I used to have the kind of assholey dog. And when he would growl, his mouth would just become this like little dot, like, (laughs) and Fred Van Vliet made that exact face and I would give anything to see it. If anybody out there uh, remembers that moment, if they could screenshot it and post it, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Cuties go out there, find that tiny mouth. for us i drew it oh my Not god really, doesn't really help your listeners but we'll take a picture of that it's very cute <laughs> <laughs> um at this point in the game it looks like the bucks are gonna win it it was looking good several raptors were in foul trouble the bucks seemed kind of comfortable and you know the guy we haven't really given enough credit to Kawhi leonard looked tired like he was finally a human being who when a lot of things happened to him and he moved his body a lot his body needs rest uh briefly in the third quarter it seemed like he was one of those uh (laughs) that then stopped being the case he's like what was that movie yojimbo where it's just like a samurai who wanders from town to town and like nobody knows his deal i mean he is like 
he, he has was, no backstory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he the man does not have a backstory. He is becoming like this mystical. Like I don't have any emotional connection to him, but I get more and more fascinated with him by the week. Um, Me too. He's so good, and he might like he might be the best player in basketball. <laughs> He, and I think like no one would have said that no. before. I mean, Raptors fans, but like, yeah, I think he, the spotlight has been on him a little bit, but because they, I think everyone was so focused on Giannis. Um, I think people were sort of sleeping on Kawhi a little bit. And it sort of felt like, did he even want to be there? And, you know, we still don't know the answer to that question because again, he's just this, <laughs> he's just like, Clint Eastwood in Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Like, he just sort of wanders in and out. Like, he maybe he will. It's possible he'll win the championship and then become a clipper. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, all did, bets are off with Kawhi. Um, did you hear about Kawhi and Dine? It was this yes. the program that that all of Toronto uh, like businesses were sort of being encouraged to give Kawhi life a lifetime of free food if he stays i'm like does he eat food i don't think that's gonna win him over yeah he seems like he just eats that like gorp or whatever yeah. or soylent that's soylent what, yeah. that's what it is he just has a tub of goo yeah that he just gets scoops from every once in a while he just has yeah there's like a, a gel like just that gatorade like protein gel that he intakes into his system yeah there was a great interview with him where um Somebody said, what would it mean to beat the Bucks in four straight games? And he said, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Yes. And then they said, what's the feeling in the locker room about whether you guys can do this? And he said, I haven't been to the locker room yet. <laughs> what a magical man. He's like Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yes. He just doesn't understand any sort of evocative language or yeah. anything. It's like um, a, a metonym is when a word represents something larger Kawhi. so when i say locker room i don't mean locker room uh yeah he he's um he cracks me up actually i think he i think he would be super fun to be friends with actually because he would make me laugh not that he intends to but it would be yes. funny yeah absolutely <laughs> yes and i think also um I can't remember who it was, but someone was interviewed and they were like, what's Kawhi like in real life? One of his teammates. And they were like, he's a normal human man. Yeah. I think that was Siakam maybe. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he, he gets meals and stuff. <laughs> I f it uh, feels like he is so much smarter than the rest of us possibly that like the little sliver of existence that we see, he seems weird in. But if we used more of our brains like why yeah he exactly would, he would fall into place he like sees the world differently yeah. like there's he's like yeah everything has colors and yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like that red terminator grid on everything <laughs> um i was kind of looking at everyone's shoes at this point because i was like well it looks like the bucks are gonna win it um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Middleton had some cool shoes that had like a big green um, bar, you know, like not, they weren't all green, but um, very matchy with his outfit. Giannis had some bright orange shoes. Which I appreciate as just like, here's where he is on the court at all times. It's yeah. like when they animate the hockey puck in NHL games. I like, kind just of, a nice organizing principle. You know, Dame did that too in the last series where he was wearing these bright green highlighter shoes. And... I feel like it's a kind of a good 
strategy. Yeah. To be a little distracting to your opponents and like maybe help other players focus on where you are. Yeah. And I feel like now that all the shoe limits are off, guys can just establish their own personal colors, like whatever teams they're on. It's like, I'm purple and yellow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Come find me. Van Vliet had some deep purple shoes that were wild. Um, At the end of the third quarter, Gasol hit a three. I think that sort of like energized the the arena a little bit. And they also mentioned, um, I think it was Kristen Ludlow mentioned that the fans had to line, started lining up around lunchtime in order to get into that Jurassic Park area. And it doesn't open until like an hour before the game. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, what, what a basketball city. You got to be happy for Toronto. It was raining and thundering out today and they were just hanging out out there and it looked wild. Every time it cut to them, like people were like throwing each other around and like freaking out, <laughs> which is great. Um, there was an 8-0 run by Milwaukee, so they kind of like got up, back up their lead. Um, I was, yeah, I was wor- starting to get worried in the third quarter, got a little less worried, and then just the floor fell out, and the Raptors went on a real long run. Yeah, and um, the Kawhi misses two of his free throws at one point, and he looks visibly upset, and Marv says, rarely do we see emotion from Kawhi, and then Reggie says something like, he has a machine-like attitude that we've come to know and love. And then this is what begins what I will call Reggie's um, Kawhi machine commentary. Because <laughs> he just starts going off. Later on, he says, um, Kawhi doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. <laughs> He's a human. <laughs> How do you know this, Reggie? <laughs> like what? Uh, it's it's as if he's talking about like the Terminator or some movie coming out. But I mean, it's kind of true, I guess. Uh, the third quarter ends 76 to 71. So. Getting tight. Getting tight. Getting tight. Giannis had a couple amazing blocks. Giannis was still doing good things, but they, it was starting to be clear that he would just never be free you saw basically anytime you got the ball you saw four raptors near him yeah and that was a problem they just never solved poor sweet Giannis. oh we're not talking enough about sweeties and cuties they were in there so many oh i actually every time they showed Giannis, he's just a cute man yep he's got a great haircut he's just like got a cute little face um and like every interview i see with him every sort of like video or interaction he's doing something cute yeah and we'll talk about it in a minute but his post-game reactions i were really pulling at my heartstrings yeah um lowry was really kicking off in the fourth quarter he took a charge at one point that was amazing he is like such a fun he does so many awesome like sneaky little things um People get on him because like he's had a lot of playoff games where he missed a lot of shots, but um, he's so fun to watch. Like he's one of my favorite players to watch. Like if they do a slow mo replay, he's always doing something weird. Yeah, <laughs> like he reminds me of Iguodala in that way. Yeah, um, he he just has like little ways he tricks people like that are hard to even see in real time. He was passing so well, and like uh, 
he's a small guy and he, like seeing him and van fleet who's also a smaller guy defending larger players i mean it was really impressive to watch um at one point lowry passed to ibaka who did a big dunk and he's a handsome man he is i i think he has a case for hottest guy in the nba i agree yeah i think he's model hot he's model hot no question it's really between him and kelly Oubre. they're both model pretty goddamn hot (laughs) yeah but that dunk tied it up 78 78 that was a big one that was feeling like it might be our winner for best dunk but i think a dunk that was still to come may take it we'll talk about it um that was very therapisty which i appreciate (laughs) we'll talk about it owen we'll talk about it later it was it was tough (laughs) life goes on there's no need to (laughs) go deep now i'm glad i came here today once you heal (laughs) (laughs) the healing has already begun Um, Kawhi was resting up. So was Giannis in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, until the fourth quarter, the Bucks looked like a whole team. Yeah. It wasn't like Giannis couldn't get much traction with the Raptors defense, but the whole team was really stepping up and doing great things. Like I said before, Middleton was hitting some great shots. Um, George Hill. Yeah. I mean, this whole series, it's been, you know, he's been stepping up. Um, And Giannis, even though he was hit or miss, um, was trusting his teammates in a way that was, you know, overall working. And I wouldn't say he stopped trusting them, but they just stopped finding things that worked. Yes. Um, Lopez was kind of the only one in the fourth quarter that I felt like was really giving it a go. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's interesting about him because he's not their most important player or anything, but other than Giannis, he's the only guy on the team who was like one team's main scorer for a long time. He was the Nets like main scorer for years and years. And so he was just like you could tell he was comfortable with like, oh, it's the fourth quarter, so I have to make some shots. Yeah. And um the other guys just were not quite as ready to do that. I have one more thing I just wanted to mention on the shot. I forget by who, where the Raptors took the lead. It was during a brief Kawhi rest and he stood up off the bench with everybody else, but everybody else was excited and yelling and he was completely expressionless. (laughs) It was like in a movie when somebody's like mind controlled and like whoever's controlling their mind tells them to stand, but the, the face is doing nothing because it's not about what they're thinking or feeling. It was amazing. Oh my God. Amazing. I didn't catch that at the time, but I can picture it. Um, I want to say, was it was it Van Vliet? He hit a tough three at some point, and I feel like that put them into that the That may lead. have been the one. Yeah, I think it may have been baby power. Baby power three. <laughs> Use the power of the baby. <laughs> yeah, Lopez pushed through the defense at one point to um, get a basket and one. And um, that made it a one-point difference, which was, you know, great. Giannis has that beautiful block on Kawhi. Amazing. It was so perfect. But then essentially what happened was the ball fell into Ibaka's hands. He rebounds it, or he uh, puts it in, and it's good. Um, this, this was an interesting 
thing that I think for such a good game, the end of the fourth quarter had like the wind taken out of the sails a little bit. Um, Toronto is in possession of the ball. There's 10 seconds left. Um, I believe it's Siakam goes to lay up. The ball touches the rim and the then rebounds it, sends it out to Van Vliet or someone. And the shot clock doesn't reset. Yeah. There were so many stoppages towards the end of referees reviewing footage. And I really hate that and wish they would cut down on that stuff. I, we were putting our daughters to bed, so I didn't watch the game live. I caught up on like DVR or whatever. So I didn't have to sit through it, but I was shocked by how much fast forwarding I had to do to get to the last like two minutes of the game. Um, That would have sucked to sit through. So NBA, we don't like watching old men watch things (laughs) we like watching young men do things also i feel like if they had the outcome would have been the same if they kind of had just let that play out yes because they sent it out to van vliet or someone and he was alone on the three-point line if they had just let him take a shot he would have gotten three points game would have ended yeah, I think or, realistically, it's very unlikely the Bucks would have been able to put anything together. Yeah. That would have, yeah. But instead, um, they reset the clock. Um, then Kawhi is fouled. Um, there's a review on that. Like, yeah. every foul gets reviewed. Um, and it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> it was a bummer. I, I think the moment I lost faith was before all that. So that was just sort of like depressing Yes. End game to sit through was Lowry stripped. I want to say he stripped Giannis. Um, he went the other way, but he could feel Giannis on his trail. And Lowry's too smart to like be like, oh, I bet I can get a shot up over Giannis. So he just waited for Kawhi, just sort of tossed the ball to Kawhi. And Kawhi hit a huge dunk, not entirely on Giannis, but not not on Giannis. Yeah. And uh, I knew with horror both that would win best dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bucks were probably sunk. Yeah. I rhymed. <laughs> we'll turn. I'm so sorry about rhyming. We'll have someone um, turn that into a song. <laughs> Auto-tune that, turn it into a song. <laughs> so the final is 94-100. The Raptors go on to the NBA finals. Poor little Giannis doesn't even have it in him to do the press conference afterwards. He's sitting there with Chris Middleton and I don't even, how many questions was he asked before he left Gabe? Do you know? No, <laughs> I, I have a clip, but it starts. Yeah. I think he was probably asked a couple of questions, but he left pretty quickly after the press conference started. Um, let's watch this little clip. Malika Andrews, ESPN uh, for both of you guys. I'm curious. You guys have talked a lot about how um, at, this point you know sometimes it takes experience i'm wondering if now that you have some of that experience if you see more validity to that point or what you think about that now that you've gone through it chris middleton doesn't want to answer nods to Giannis. Giannis picks up his water and leaves this is about experience uh i mean oh Giannis. <sighs> it's sad to watch but i think uh in some ways it serves him well that he cares this much yeah i think him caring this much makes games like last night suck, but also makes it more likely that he will win a title yeah. in the future. Um, I like when players show how much they care. 
Yeah. I feel like it's important. Like they should care. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like this is their job, first of all. But also it's something that you you don't uh, win titles if you are, you know, medium warm about. Yeah about wins and losses so i mean you know Dunktown is a place about loving basketball and you want the guys who actually play it to love it so much that yeah. it hurts when it doesn't work out um so even though you know the guy i was rooting for lost and got hurt last night um i still love that he opened himself up to be hurt by Aww. it vulnerable little baby oh i love him i <laughs> I also love his face. Even before the question is asked, he is just sort of like lips together. And I feel like uh, he was definitely crying inside, even if he wasn't on the outside. Yeah. Chris Middleton was wearing some cool glasses. Shout out to, yeah. They were excellent sidekick glasses, I feel like. (laughs) They were like those like um, Malcolm X, like dark on top, no rim on the bottom glasses. Super cute. Um. Wow. What a game. I didn't watch the um, sort of celebratory stuff, but I did read about it. And there's really no mention of Kawhi celebrating. <laughs> did you see any? I, I don't remember. I watched some of the celebration. I don't remember him in there anywhere. They may have just powered him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, again, he grows more fascinating by the game. Yeah. Uh, because it feels like he may just be in charge of basketball now. <laughs> he's yeah. so if he keeps doing what he's done the last month, then um, it's just over for everybody else. Yeah. So before we started recording, you asked me how I felt about my Warriors at this point, and I have no idea because I think after the first game, we'll see a little bit more of how they match up. But you know, the Raptors are their big boys. They, but they're fast. They're big, big, speedy boys. They shoot threes. Yep. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, who knows the, the Warriors have great defense, so there's a good chance that they could, um, stop up some of these guys, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I didn't expect this matchup to happen. No, me neither. Um, obviously, <laughs> as I made excruciatingly clear on the internet. Um, yeah, no, I don't. A lot of people are saying Warriors sweep. I, I don't see it. I think um, the Raptors have a great, great defense. Um, the Warriors haven't really played one yet. And I mean, this Kawhi is scary. I, I don't see anybody beating him in four straight games. I you know, I think probably the Warriors win, but I think it'll be a fun finals, probably the most fun finals in a while. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though they were not the team I was pulling for last night, I do. I like a lot of the Raptors and uh, I hope they do well. I uh, Marcus Saul last night told somebody every teammate that I had in Memphis, Tony, Zach and Mike, especially they're in here, too. Aww. So if you remember the grit and grind Grizzlies, Marcus all remembers them, too. I saw the Grizzlies tweeted out uh, that they're with Marcus all all the way. Oh my God. Uh, that just makes me want to see him bring it home. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle Lowry, I want him for him and DeMar DeRozan <laughs> to, when they're on the porch drinking Arnold Palmer's in 50 years. Yeah. I want, I want him to have a championship to talk about. Uh, I love Pascal Siakam. I think it's a really charming team. Um, 
I'm enjoying the Warriors a lot more than I have in a while because these are the Warriors that I, you know, first watched and I, I just love this style the way everybody else does. But yeah. uh, I'm I'm pulling Toronto. Sorry. Wow. First you come at Agata. <laughs> <laughs> then you come at my Warriors. I'm yeah. just kidding. I, I I eat your food. I show up late. <laughs> Um, I no. accept I accept your sweet therapy <laughs> and then I just shit on your head. <laughs> I I kind of feel like I I hate saying this because I I do love the Warriors and I do love watching them play and I think I know everyone thinks that they're bad boys. I think they're nice guys. <laughs> um but I could f- feel so excited for Toronto. I if they win, that would be amazing. Yeah. I think all of Canada would be flipping out like, and I would be happy for Canada. Um, I think it's a, it's not a bad time for America to not win something. Yeah, exactly. Just based on everything that's happening. (laughs) Canada is better than we are. Like they should be winning everything. And yeah. And also I love Jurassic Park. It was my favorite movie for a lot of my childhood. I saw it seven times in the movie theater. Wow. We, we were watching it here when you r- arrived. Dino DNA. <laughs> nice. Gabe and I had a conversation entirely of Jurassic Park quotes at one point. <laughs> <laughs> where we were like cheering on. Well, we actually had this discussion where they they already incorporate so much Jurassic Park stuff. Like the in-arena DJ MC guy should have drops of quotes that Absolutely. he like when someone like does a amazing dunk dino DNA should play because yeah they've got dino DNA started start of the fourth curl start of the fourth quarter hold on to your butts yeah exactly there's so many quotes that could work clever girl i mean i know they're not girls but still (laughs) it works well you could use that about an opponent like if somebody on the other team shoots a three yeah you can sort of mock them (laughs) i don't know it's a little ugly i guess but that doesn't look very scary yeah oh yeah that kid that the little shitty kid in the beginning yeah that would be good. Um, anyways. I think Laura Dern should leave Sam Neill. And when I watch it again, I just worry that she's she's trying to make it happen and he's just married to his work. Oh, they definitely should leave. And actually that happens in the third film. Oh, I never Spoilers. saw the third one. I've the third one's one, bad. two, four, and five. It's none of them are good except for the first one. Yeah. But in the third one, they are divorced. She has kids with someone else. And he goes back to Jurassic Park. Oh. Wow. Okay. What happens? So if she had just listened to me. <laughs> yeah. She should have listened to you long ago. I just watched that. Uh, was it called Free Solo? Oh, is that good? It? It's I seen very it. good, but it's like just this guy. He just is addicted to climbing mountains by himself. And his girlfriend is this like wonderful, sweet lady. And she's like, and, you know, maybe we could, you know, move in together and stuff. And he's just like. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, <laughs> no. his disinterest is so overwhelming. And I feel a little bit, that's how Dr. Alan Grant was. Yeah, it's true. Well, this this takes us to the, our donkeys. Donkeys! 
So we always give out most points, so that'll go to the Raptors. Yeah, that's what I have to. <laughs> and then we've talked about it. We've got to do that best dunk. I know. All right. I'm sorry. I want the Bucks to win something, so let's see what I can do here. Well, um, I definitely feel like they would win best shoes because they had all the shoes that I liked. I mean, Giannis's number one were great, and then um, they... I feel like the whole team was like sporting cool shoes. I think best shoes is correct. I also think they win best glasses. I think what Middleton had going is a lot more stylish than what Nick Nurse had going. I agree. Okay, that's good. Uh, that one Giannis blocked by Kawhi, I feel like was the last great moment of his season. So Yeah, best uh, block. Best block. What else can we do for my boys? Uh, Gabe, do you have one? Uh, not for the Bucks. <laughs> oh. Um... <laughs> Well, let's hear it anyway. Uh, I wanted to give a uh, rowdiest crowd, I guess, uh, to the Raptors crowd. They were just so loud. And I, I feel like Giannis was really thrown off by them. Every time he went up to make three free, free throws, he was missing half of them. Yeah, he was he was 50% from the free throw line, which is wild. And I felt bad for him. But uh, those guys, they were getting in his head, I felt like. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're right. <laughs> uh even though it hurts my boys, uh, I think sweetest sentiment goes to Marcus Gasol for remembering his Grizzly. I agree. Brothers. Okay, they lose this too. No, they'll win it. Look, we've got Bucks have four, Raptors have three. Really? Oh, no, you said Gasol. Oh, God, it happened again. <laughs> what it was we, so close. <laughs> can we give like... Uh, I. I Sort of my second choice was I wanted to give coolest grandpa to George Hill. Uh, he's been playing for a long time, but he is a cool, he's, he seems very cool. He's got cool tattoos. He does have cool tattoos. Um, and uh, I just thought he seemed like a cool guy. I call him a grandpa, but he's five years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I was thinking about giving her Cornelius of a biggest sneak because he just did some crafty stuff, but I honestly think Kyle Lowry would win that, so... I withdraw the category. You know, I actually have, um, it's, it's not from this game, but I think it still um, works, is um, most drunk fans in the audience for the Bucks. The, they had those chugging contests that were happening in the arena between, uh, I think it was Green Bay Packer players yep. and just random audience dudes chugging beers. <laughs> it is a... Very problematic thing for your city to have, like, the theme of beer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful out there. Beer Milwaukee. is their, like, is their state bird, yeah. <laughs> their state flower. <laughs> exactly. We're, stay safe out there, Milwaukee. Okay, so let's see. Okay, uh, we've got five for the Bucks and four for the Raptors. Bucks win, I told you. <laughs> Hi, you Bambi. Oh, that's so sad, though. Everyone dies. Well, I mean, they also have babies and stuff like baby power. <laughs> Circle of life. Yeah, there aren't a lot of movies where deer get a big win. I feel like if deer are involved in a movie, they're probably getting fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The beginning of every horror movie. Someone runs over a Absolutely. deer. Get that's... out ring two. <laughs> um, I should have seen this coming. Deer you... are just just doomed 
you know, they're also, they, they get their revenge sometimes. It's true. You know, they tear people apart. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, nice of you to say. uh, Yeah. They'll, they'll put, put the horns on you. Um, okay. So our next game, hopefully, you know, the Warriors and Raptors is going to be a long series. So to mix things up, um, and to get this WNBA season started, right. We are going to be covering the Connecticut sun sun. at the Los Angeles sparks on May 31st, 2019. And, um, I know it's hard. It's kind of hard to watch WNBA games. Um, but everyone I've talked to has said, if you have YouTube TV or if you have Hulu live, it's the best way to do it. Is that right, Gabe? Could be. Uh, it looks like there is a WNBA league pass too. That's like 16 bucks. Um, and I haven't tried it, but you can get games individually. So follow along with us. Yeah. Follow along. I believe I will be uh, fired as co-host, but uh, I may try to go to that game uh, separately myself. So I hope to see you guys there. Yeah, you should. Um, we're going to have a, a big group of people. Our our friends, the Airbuds, will be there. Um, and if you go, hit me up and we'll... Absolutely. We'll grab a um, some garlic tots or something. Yeah, this is how we <laughs> heal. Yeah, exactly. We heal with the Connecticut sun. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, as we get more into that, also we'll we'll talk more about how we're watching games and and help everyone else do that too. All right, Owen. Thank you, you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Sorry to have brought gloom upon the world's nicest podcast. <laughs> Even in your sadness, you are a joy to be around. Do you have anything you want to plug? What are you working on right now? Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to be working again on the show Superstore, which I worked on uh, for the first three years, and then I was on a different show this past year. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's um, a great show. But I would like to plug the Milwaukee Bucks. Give them a give them a look. Um, don't do so super soon. <laughs> give them a look in four months. Uh, and I also always like to plug chocolate milk, which is delicious. You know, you have mentioned that before, and I I still haven't had it since you last mentioned it. I need to, because I loved it as a kid. It's so good. All right. I got to, I think I'll go out after this and grab one. Um, so thank you so much for being on. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. Check out our website, dunk.town. Send us an email at uh, hi at dunk.town and we have received so many great emails of people telling us their favorite moments from this season. Please send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can call our cutie hotline, 903-420-DUNK. No one but Agata has done that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so please do it. We'll play your your message on the air if it's not too um, dirty, <laughs> you dirty birds. <laughs> um but yeah tell us your favorite if you if you have a list of favorite moments from this season and from the playoffs it doesn't matter send it to us we love to see it um if you like the show write us a five-star review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen it helps us a lot so we really appreciate any reviews we have t-shirts we have three unique designs we have stickers too and also hoodies go to dunk.town store to get some 
And thank you to Andrea Tamingas for all the great designs. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our theme music. And thank you, listeners, for coming along on this journey with us. Love you. Bye. Bye.